Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. Joy has a she for you. I do. I'm really proud of it, but I think Summer's a little embarrassed by it. I'm not embarrassed. I don't even know why. I just thought it's your, it's like, I'm I'm always the one that steals the she's. I'm always the one that's like, we're here today to put the she in, and you had one that's something. Ashamed. I'm not. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> That's not it. Um, okay, so we are here today to put the she in mashed potatoes, <laughs> which you could just say mashed. But is there really anything no it's better mashed, mashed potatoes. than mashed potatoes? Yes. Yes. So that's what we're here to do today. If you know of a better mashed thing, send it to us. I mean, you're wrong, but oh, just uh, send it wrong. to us, <laughs> and we'll tell you. I'm I'm willing to be proven wrong. Okay, yeah, me too. But I think I'm right. I mean, <laughs> I think you're right too. Uh, so anyway, I'm here with my co-host Joy. And Joy, I want you to know that if you accidentally on purpose stole a briefcase of money and you wanted to travel across the country for your one true love that was kind of totally out of your league, I would drive the moped it would take to get us there. Wow. <laughs> My brain's going in so many different directions right now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, first question. Yes. Does this moped, can uh. it drive on water? Um, sure. Yeah. My one true love? I mean... That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> and, like, obviously, you're out of everyone's league, not the oh, other way around. Thank you. So... Anyway. Um, well, thank you. You're welcome. And um, one true love aside. Yes. If you ever want to take a moped trip around the world. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll totally do it. But only if it goes on water? Well, I mean, around the world would kind of... Require. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Or if it can go on the bottom of the ocean, I'm totally fine with that, too. I would love that. You I'd know be I'd be into that. Yeah. I would like to see a giant squid. I wonder exactly how much travel time that would add. <laughs> like a going lot. down to the bottom of the ocean. Many miles. I guess that's why we don't do it. Probably the only reason, right? No. We don't travel no, on the bottom of the, the ocean? It's, we don't actually know how deep the deepest parts of the ocean are. I, We've only mapped like 3% of the ocean. Isn't that amazing? But if you think about it, uh, we know the ocean goes many miles down, but really that's only adding like what, you know, miles to the travel time. Right. If you think about it. Right. The reason we don't go down there is because the pressure is right. so intense. And we don't know where the bottom of the ocean floor exactly. is in many places. My, and I could talk about this for an entire episode. Uh, my personal uh, theory is that the bottom of the ocean is just a huge animal that eats you oh. when you go down there. I like that. It makes sense, right? So it's not the iTunes visualizer at the bottom of the ocean that you see in Pacific Rim. <laughs> is what you're telling me? That's not what it is? Because I thought that was an accurate documentary about the kaiju aliens. I think... We're losing people. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, anyway, we're bottom of the ocean nerds. Is that a thing? I mean, if, if it is a thing, ocean you, and I have, you and I have reached it, if it is a thing. Right. I mean, we've reached that title. We haven't actually reached the bottom of the ocean. Not yet. Yeah. I would love to. That's actually going to be where our first tour is. What are we oh. touching for? I don't know. I don't know. But we are going to come with us. The bottom of the, the, bottom ocean. Of the ocean. So all you fish that are fans out there. <laughs> okay. So now that we've taken that to an appropriately obnoxious level, um, you are right. <laughs> I am Joy Demby. I think we're both tired right now. So tired. And a little out of it. Um, but I am here with my beautiful co-host. Summer White and Summer, you are a radiant beauty, and you should be hidden away like we were talking about her earlier. I'm so <laughs> tired. <laughs> this from. Anyway, um, you're so beautiful that human eyes cannot handle yeah. you, which is why you <laughs> live on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Because we just can't handle it. Thank you so much. Is that why my children look at me that way? Yes. <laughs> they can't handle... Well, they're jealous. ...the beauty. That's When they get spicy with you, it's because it's like, oh, well. <laughs> one day, Clementine, one day. One day. I don't even know what's happening right I don't now. either. But she did tell me I look like a foot the other day. <laughs> you <laughs> look like a beautiful, radiant foot. <laughs> that should be hidden away. <laughs> Anyway, um, we actually have a very serious topic today. It's not going to work at all. But also, I'm partly excited to see how we tackle a topic while we laugh and cry at the same time. Like, I'm really not sure if I want to laugh or cry. I think five minutes ago, we were fine. I know. I also ate, like, two pounds of steak right (laughs) Like I think for me, there's now. like a madness that's setting in. I know. I'm leaving in less than 12 hours. Less and than 12 hours. I'm trying to like work Have you 40 hours. In a, no, of course not. Because <laughs> I haven't had any time to do it. Oh, this is I've nervous laughter. I've been working laughter. way too much. This is just nervous laughter right now. Okay, <sighs> so... um the funny thing is is that I have wanted to tackle this topic for so long right um on our show and well, really we tackle it all the time in, yeah little bites like <laughs> yes. all the time but why not just right do the whole thing um so here's here's the thing is that uh postmodern thought and tone police has crept into the church and um, we get it from people all the time. And so we wanted to address the false gospel of be nice. <laughs> right. And um, this is uh, partly because uh, of an interesting email that I got um, the other day. And I thought, well, this is really something good to address because I believe that the presuppositions behind the email are actually cancerous to the church. Right. Um, and so essentially what happened was we got an email from a, uh, new listener and, uh, bless her heart if she's still with us. <laughs> I think she said she would not well, be Well, she said she anymore. wouldn't be, but you never know. Right. Um, and she said that she loved our show and the content was so great, but she will never, ever listen again because we're so bitter. <laughs> This was on the bitterness episode. This was on the bitterness episode. If you ever want to be told you're bitter, start a podcast and do an episode on bitterness. And denounce bitterness in your own heart. Right. And you might get an email. Right. 
calling you bitter. Um, but here's the thing. So I think that subconsciously we all do this, and I think that the root of it is sin. Right. Um, I think that a lot of times we will judge people's intentions and right. motives. Right. Oh, we will all and we heart. all all do this. <laughs> right. Like, we all absolutely do this. Yes. We claim to know what other people are thinking or right. what they mean. Right. When they haven't actually said, I mean this, I think this. Right. We just like, I Assume guess. Assume these intentions. Projection is projection. what the yes. clinical psychologist would call that. Right. Right. Um, and so essentially, I think part, part of why uh, Christians will... Um, I think part of our ineffectiveness in spreading the gospel is that we're so afraid of sounding not nice because our culture's definition of love is anything that just doesn't rattle someone's sensibilities. Right. And so if your definition of love is that you've never upset someone or you've never said anything sharp to someone or you've never... Uh, hurt someone's feelings, then you're not actually going by a biblical definition of love. You're going by a definition. Totally worldly. Totally worldly definition of love. Which is that love is an emotion. Right. Not necessarily, or purely an emotion. Right. It's not an action or a commitment. Um, It's, yeah, it's really inaccurate to say that something is unloving if it doesn't inspire feelings of love. Right. Um, Because we do plenty of loving things. Right. I mean, if you, you know, if Clementine was running towards the street and there mm-hmm. was a car and you mm-hmm. <laughs> slammed her back, <laughs> right, to keep that from from a, a disaster from happening, right, I don't think it would inspire feelings of love. It would in probably her, scare her. But that was an act of love. love and protection. Right. It was a good thing. Right. Right. And so. Uh, I think the the other presupposition behind all of this is that um, essentially if you're a Christian, you're going to always look like you're being nice. Um, and so I'll have people say to me, and I think this is very pragmatic as well, which is a, which is worldly as we've established. They'll say, you know, I listened to, I watched your women's merch video or whatever it is, and I just don't think that any unbelievers are going to, you know, they're going to want to listen to you after this. Um and the presupposition is that I mean I don't I'm I'm sure it's different for other people, but the concept that we um, we we shouldn't confront with truth because it's it's uh, not going to bring them in or reel them in is pragmatic. So we need to be obedient, number one. Right. And obedience is speaking the truth in love. Yeah. Um, and that's the truth of the gospel, the truth of scripture in love as defined by scripture. Right. And so scripture calls scripture in Hebrews 4.12, uh, living, active, and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So when you turn to scripture, uh, there's many, there's so many verses in scripture about how it's God that knows man's hearts, right. his thoughts, and his intentions. Right. And when you approach someone and say, well, you sound like X, therefore I know why. I think you mean this. Right. And so <clears throat> in case we haven't really like hammered this point through uh, to you guys, Summer and I are huge proponents of the local church and being yes. in accountability. So... Um, 
you don't, you're not really in the best, and I'm not saying, like, if we do something seriously wrong, feel free to keep writing in your stuff. If you think we're being whatever, I would say check your heart before you do those things. But just keep in mind that um, we are not, okay, so here you go. Here's how you can know I'm not bitter. I'm telling you right now that I'm not. <laughs> right. Um, if I say that I'm bitter, you can say that I'm bitter. Right. Um, if I give you enough contextual clues to right. say that I mean right. that I'm bitter, right. then okay, call me bitter. Right. But um, you just thinking that I am or feeling that I am does not actually make it so. So right. Summer and I, again, proponents of the local church and accountability, mm-hmm. um, if you don't care about my personal sanctification, you don't really need to be <laughs> right. checking me on bitterness. Right. Because it's just not even effective. Like, right. It's not effective for you to hold me accountable. Right. I have a church body right. that I hope if something was not coming across in a good way or if I was going over the top or if it was just a parent right. that something was off, like that they would... Say something. Say something to me. Right. And then, they would be in a position to that's right. legitimate. Exactly. Because they know me and they're closer, though God knows man's heart. Right. The people around you that you're close to are more likely to notice if your heart is a little bit out of whack. Right. Not always. Right. But they're way more likely than someone who doesn't know you at all. Right. Um, and people enjoy, I think a big part of the statement I just made is that people enjoy criticizing things needlessly. I'm not against criticism. Right. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, but if you're not saying it because you're concerned about me as a be- fellow believer, then what's the point of you? Right. Like you're just saying, I don't like it. This thing that I am perceiving and implying and inferring into your right. tone and your speech. Right. I don't like it. Right. Okay. Well, you don't, you don't have to listen. Right. Um, and, even as I say all this right now, if you think that we're bitter, if you think that we don't handle feminist of the week the right way, I have no unloving feelings for you. No. Right there. That's fine. I just said I don't. So right. you have no reason to think that I do. <laughs> right. If you don't trust me, I guess that's fine. You don't know me. But like, right. that's how, like, you can't know things unless you know them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that really bothers me is when uh, we become liars when we claim that we can judge others' hearts and minds and intentions. Uh, Because we're not God. I can't read your thoughts. Um, We have the authority of Scripture to give us a baseline to define what these things are. But as far as reading your mind and your heart, I can't do that. And I especially can't do it if I don't know you and have listened to one episode. (laughs) Right. But the important thing to remember is that when you say... So the X, Y, and Z about this person, and you can't know for sure that it's true, you're a liar. Right. You're making a claim about about another image bearer of Christ. Right. Uh, that you cannot substantiate. Uh, it's a it's based on your own personal feelings, right. which is subjective, not right. objective. Right. Um, and it's just dangerous ground to be on. Well, and it's rooted in this like be nice culture thing. Yes. That's found in Christian yes circles. Um. Just, like, if it looks, again, like, if it doesn't inspire feelings of love, 
then it's unloving. Then it's unloving, right. Um, or if it makes me feel bad or if it makes me feel angry. Right. But, it, but that's not that's not love. No. That's not what love really is. No. Um, and I would... That's not the standard that we're to judge other people on no, either. No, not at all. Um, and so, you know, as far as, like, being a, a thought police or, you know, the tone police, someone who's constantly policing other people's tones and saying, well, you sound X and this is da 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 um, I read this. Th- I read this thing on Twitter the other day, and it, it completely encompasses how I feel about this this subject. And it mm-hmm. says, "However, and I'm going to be emphatic about this. I do not agree with those who claim there's nothing whatsoever funny about heresy, apostasy, and man-centered religion. Such things are certainly not more funny than they are abominable and tragic, but they nevertheless look hilariously comedic at times." And at such times, it is perfectly appropriate to laugh hard and derisively at them, even to mock them, as Elijah did, and as Jesus did, and as he who sits in the heavens does, Psalm 2-4. So, um, I can't remember the exact context, but I posted this (laughs) hilarious article where uh, Bruce Jenner, who now masquerades as Caitlyn Jenner, uh, took a photo with... Steven Tyler and there was a joke about dude looks like a lady right if you can't laugh at that right (laughs) you cannot laugh at that then I just you're not getting the joke right um well dude looks like a lady if you you are angered by that then that's you projecting your weird desire to not right potentially hurt anyone's feelings right not well I had someone ask me why do Christians think this is funny well, I, I don't understand how you cannot see the humor in that. Uh, I certainly think that it is more, like I just uh, read in this quote, it is more sad and tragic right. that Bruce Jenner, as an image bearer of God, is engaging in the right. abominable act of cross-dressing, which I believe is called uh, toeva, an abomination. Um, I would have to double-check that, but I'm almost positive. Um in the Old Testament. So, yes, it's abominable and tragic. But can we not look at the confusion and just how right. these people, they they make satire out of themselves. Right. I mean, it is it is worth mockery. It is right. it is funny. Well, and see what you're when someone laughs at something that you think is in poor taste, what you're doing in that moment is you're saying that's how they would respond in every situation. That's how they would respond if Caitlin Bruce Jenner was in front of you. Like right. if if Bruce Jenner was in front of me, I wouldn't be like, ha ha ha, you're transsexual. <laughs> That's not what I would do at all. You know, and so it's not fair for you to take one laugh about something that was written as a joke. Right. And infer a bunch of meaning into that. Right. Um there's no way me to explain much in in a way that covers all the subjects on the matter right. and using the language that you like and right. that you don't think is charged in any way. Um, if if you are interested in knowing what I actually meant and you didn't understand what I meant by something, then you can dialogue with me right. about it. Um, That's what I appreciate about the person who messaged me. Right. She was like, can you explain this to me? Right. Why are you laughing about this? Right. And I'm like, well, the people who, uh, you know, Bruce Jenner was laughing about it. Right. Because the irony of someone, who, a man pretending to be a woman, making a joke about the song Dude Looks Like a Lady. I, it's so many layers of satire here. Right. <laughs> um, 
but he made the joke himself, so it wasn't even a cruel joke because right. he he made the joke right uh, himself. Well, and even in this specific episode that we're talking about, which didn't take place all that long ago, so hopefully this doesn't seem repetitive. Mm-hmm. We established why we think gender Avengers is silly. Oh, right. So the email that I got was about uh, our feminist of the week. We sounded bitter about the fem. Right. We sounded bitter towards feminism. Well, and we're not just coming after this one girl. No, we just get this. A we lot. get it right. Yeah. So I would hope that. Um, I don't know if it was a girl or a guy, by the way. They had a gender-neutral name. Oh, okay. Well. (laughs) So sorry. I don't know. We didn't. I don't know. See, that's funny. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny. (laughs) And it's not at the expense of the person. It just was an accident. I don't know what to tell you. It's funny. I can't call Um, you the correct pronoun because I don't actually know your name was gender-neutral. So here's what we know about gender adventures. They are openly in support and are asexual, homosexual, transsexual. Yes. They're um, in open support of sin. Right. And rebellion. Exactly. And I'm sorry, but when, if you don't see that, like, there is humor and ridiculousness in the fact that one person is referring to themselves as they or them. Yes. We drew a parallel between how we're two people and they're one person. It's ridiculous. We did nothing but state facts Things that we actually know, we right. didn't infer any meaning into what they said. Right. We just b- went based off of what they said and what we knew they said through written, written word. I, I would argue that it's just and righteous as Christians and our job to call that what it is. It's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It's insane. Right. And if and and maybe that I don't know that I think that it would be strong to say that's mocking them, but we know that the Lord mocks as well and we know that uh we can do it sinfully god can't right he cannot do it sinfully um but we can therefore know that not all instances of mockery are sin by necessity because god has never sinned um so i have no problem when we discuss the feminist of the week saying these things are ridiculous and we do it to expose the ridiculous nature that a that segment yes the point of the segment is not an altar call no Feminist of the, it's not feminist altar call of the week. No. It's feminist of the week where we highlight the ridiculousness right. of a godless worldview and right. how it's impacting our culture. And I would say, I would go so far to say that, it, I mean, it is impacting the church. It's impacting the church in the conversation that we're having right now. The fact that uh, it's the postmodern progressives who make it their job to judge people's hearts and intentions and uh, label people as cruel X, Y, and Z if you don't agree with them. Right. Um, and well, we and that's can't what, let that. That's what that's what the world does. Just so, just to give you a reminder, right? That's what Gender Avengers would say yes. about us. Yes. If they heard our feminist of the week, they would right. say, "Oh, they hate, they hate us." Right. And when I we don't, did nothing to. I don't hate them. They would infer <laughs> right meaning into what we said and right. change it around based off of what they think we said or how they right. what they feel we meant. Right. Um, because when you're the center of the universe, you can be the judge. Right. But we have an authority and a standard who tells us who the center of the universe is, the real center of the universe, the one who holds it all together. Right. And he is the ultimate judge. And so he has given us a standard by which we can judge. Um, and we need to not forget that uh, when we are the ones sitting in judgment, um, that we're essentially making ourselves the arbiter of other people's hearts and thoughts. Right. And that's not okay. Well, that's sort of going against your own standard. Right. Like, when you, like, call someone out Mm -hmm. on something, and you say, you use 
evidence, air quotes, mm-hmm. that's not really true, that's just based off of your feelings. Right. Um, and then you turn around, you, so you turn around and you judge them. Right. <laughs> right. With that information, then you're also making a judgment, but this time it's not based off of things you actually know. Right. Um, right. It's based off of things you think and feel. Yes. So if I say something... If I say something that is just, mm-hmm. if I ever say I hate this person, right, <laughs> then you then can feel judge. Feel free, yeah. <laughs> feel free to judge because guess what? You know I hate them because I said it. Right, right. And a good example of what we try not to do. I saw yesterday there was this video of these uh, girls who were upset because there was no Ray doll in the Monopoly Star Wars, and they were talking oh. about how there's no lipstick in the Star Wars universe, which I don't know if they've ever seen Queen Amidala. But anyway, um, the point was was that a lot of people against feminism responded to the video very poorly, in my opinion, because they were like, oh, these girls are just doing what their parents are telling them to, and these girls are just puppets for their parents. And so I'm like, well, why don't you actually deal with the content and then assuming... right? anything about where these girls got their opinion from right. or the, the intentions of other people like right. that's not a great way to actually yeah. respond to what's being put forward there's there was content in the video that was legitimate and worth addressing mm-hmm. but instead of doing that people were going after the girl's parents for some reason right. these are like straw man arguments that have nothing like go after the content right so when we get these emails, they're like, I like your show, but you sound like X. Well, that's why I don't take you seriously. Right. Because you're not dealing with my content at that point. You're dealing right. with your perception of me. Right. Um, and I don't really care about your perception of me. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And so here's the thing is I, there's a lot of stuff that we talk about that I like to make, I try to make it as clear as possible what we mean. Right. Uh, honestly, <laughs> we I get... I've gotten some heat for saying right so much. Right, right, right. right. I don't care about um, that. <laughs> but I would say that something I say almost as much as that is something resembling the words, this is what I mean by that. Oh, you or, do. this is yes. what, and I say yep. that a lot. I even, even just yep. conversationally, I say, you know, uh-huh. a lot. Um, and it's because I really, do, I do want people to understand what we're saying. Right. Um, there is, I mean, there's there's an appropriate way to tackle content, um, and it's not doesn't really it's not really second nature. It's something you have to learn. There's like right. rhetoric in there. There's right. engagement right. and dial things that you kind of have to get used to. But right. if you see something and you just feel a certain way about it, it's not okay to hear something and just automatically judge the person. Well, deal we do with this all the, the con- time. Deal with the content. Right. Well, and. See, here's the thing. We do this in real life, like right. off of the internet, all the time. Interpersonal relationships. Right. Where we're like, when this person said that, especially on the internet where you can't, like tone is so impossible to read. Right. Because it's not someone saying the words right. to you, it's someone typing them out. Right. Um, I just said right three times. <laughs> I say it all the time. If I, I rarely <laughs> listen back to our show, but I've been doing a little research on some quotes because oh. I'd kind of like to start making some new shirts. Ooh. Um, I like that idea. But, uh... <laughs> There's some times where I'm like, how many times did I say right? <laughs> I'm like, try not to. This I'm, episode. <laughs> I'm just but having a good time. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I almost said right. 
<laughs> of course you did. Of course um, you did. But yeah, so the, my big thing is that, I mean, and I've already said it, is you can't know something unless you know it. You can't think that I mean something unless I mean it. Mm-hmm. If you have questions about what I mean, which mm-hmm. I really try to leave you without questions as to what I mean. Right. Because I really try to clarify. You do a good job, I think. Um, Better job than me. Well, and that's, we have, obviously the reason why we have two people here is to create this sort of balance. And so right. if one of us forgets something mm-hmm. or if the other one thinks it could be expanded a little bit more in terms of what we mean, then... Mm-hmm. We, so we really do try to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at our Feminist of the Week mm-hmm. segment, mm-hmm. that was my idea. You can be mad at me. <laughs> but um, we only ever tackle the content, not the person, of what it says. Oh, right. I don't. I don't have a personal problem with mm-hmm. gender Avengers, and if they were standing before me, mm-hmm. I would treat them like people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. By them, I mean all of them as a group. Sorry, <laughs> I know you guys are be so mad because I just joked in the middle of an episode about joking. I'm so sorry, but I'm not even sorry. Um, and here's the thing, is that I like to think of myself as a somewhat funny person. Right. Um, you are. And there are things, I probably for me, even more so than most people, but there are topics that I think just, it's okay to joke about things. Absolutely. Um, not in every situation. When I say that, right? You can't. Don't please don't imply or infer that I mean in every situation about every little thing <laughs> in front of every person. <laughs> of course, it's not. Of course, there are jokes that are inappropriate right. at times and places. No, 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 no. Right. You know, like I, even me having to explain this to you. Do you see what every Sheologians episode would look like if I had to explain? Every single facet of every single point I right. make in a language that in language that you like and aren't triggered by, <laughs> I can't, can't do it. It's impossible. Right. I'm gonna offend someone no matter what. Right. And so I just that's just please go based off of our content. Yes. If you ever, I mean, I guess it's safe to say that if you catch us in a feminist of the week attacking a person, right? Okay. Let please know. let us know that we're doing that. Right. But if you just feel like we're attacking the person because the world has told you that. Uh, if the person doesn't walk away feeling more all lovey-dovey, then right. that's just not our standard. Right. So in the New Testament, we have uh, we have what some would think of as a dichotomy in language because uh, we're told repeatedly to be kind and to be loving, to love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, um, uh, be gentle unto all men in meekness, instructing those uh, you know, so we're given these these directives to be kind and gentle and meek. We're also uh, told to First uh, uh, Corinthians sixteen: If anyone has no love for the Lord, let him be accursed. Accursed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in Galatians, um, he says, "I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves." What does that mean, Summer? um and so here it it, you know i totally want to make a joke right now but now i feel like i can't you can't you can't because we've been tone policed and thought policed but um so we have this very strong language uh literally cursing someone damning someone to hell right uh if they don't love the lord 
uh, at the same time, the same author says things like, but be gentle. So how do, right. is this a dichotomy or can these things live together? Now, obviously, because we believe in the sh- sufficiency of scripture, because we believe it is theanustas, it is God-breathed, right. then we would not say that scripture is double-minded and, no. and contradicts each other. So there ha- therefore, there has to be times when it is loving, <laughs> when it right. is the right thing to do. Um, to well, what about answer, answer the fool? Right. Like, the whole point of that, it's not just, like, answer the fool according to his folly because that's fun. It's... So for that, a purpose. Yeah, it's, it's for a purpose. So that he doesn't become... So he doesn't think of himself as wise. The right. fool doesn't see himself as wise. Right. And so, please don't hear us wrong, and I, I, I have to I add this addendum to many of our things, too. This I'm, episode could go on for, forever. like... Five hundred hours. I'm about, 3, to, I'm about to close out the topic because, <laughs> because we would just keep amending ourselves yes. and trying to backtrack and yes. say what we mean. But let me say, let me be clear. I don't think that we're perfect in our speech. I don't think no. anyone's perfect in our speech. But I do think what I am saying is let's strive to be biblical in our speech, which does not. The Bible does not create a dichotomy between love and this kind of strong language where you. Uh, call people out for preaching a false gospel and these things. We would never say that Paul was being unloving anywhere because it was the Holy Spirit who wrote scripture and used men um, to write it. So let's just be clear that while we do not believe we are perfect in this way or that we even could be perfect in this way, we definitely strive for it. And it's not that we're unwilling to hear criticism but if you no, don't know not. us, right. please don't write us a letter right. judging our hearts and our thoughts and our intentions. And don't do that to anybody else. Yeah, especially like in your personal life, that destroys relationships. friendships, relationships. Yes. Uh, when you just go around assuming what people think or what they mean, that just destroys fellowship. Yes. Just all over the place. Yes. Let's not. And people have been tone and thought policing long before the internet existed. Oh, long, but it's the internet really been, brings something out in people. Right. But yes, yes. But it's been, it's, it happens. We all, all do it. Absolutely. Yes. Um, just don't. Focus on what just you know. Yes. What they've said. Yes. You know, that's really, like, that's the concrete facts that you can deal with is things that, if you have questions, dialogue about what they mean or whatever, but don't, Right. There's no reason to. Right. Do not let the postmodernists define love and kindness for you. Right. Let scripture define it uh, and wield that sword because it is a sword. Right. It's serrated. It's right. sharp. Um, wield that sword in your relationships, in your online dialogue, and how you filter how you filter anything. Um, I think the thought police. Uh, it's not only dangerous in in Christianity. Uh, but if you look out what's happening in the world with this concept of hate speech and and um, the ever encroaching totalitarianism that's coming into our government that's deciding they can say your speech is hateful because they can judge your hearts and your intentions. Right. Um, and think about the ramifications of, of that, of the bakers who choose not to bake a cake. They're automatically hateful. Yeah. Um, let's not be guilty of that kind of thinking because it's worldly. And it has nothing to do with scripture. Right. So anyway, you want to do a feminist of the week? 
because I, I have one. So I think we should. I have one. Um, no matter what we say, we're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay. But it's with okay. It. Um. So now this. This is like a weird. It's called now this hurt. Now this is like this online leftist kind of. They make quick videos that are easy and fun to watch, mm-hmm. and they have a feminist arm. And so they featured someone this morning, and I just thought, this is our feminist of the week. Um, She's a Latina who turns historical characters, historical men, into women through art. So for some reason, this is supposed to be, quote, empowering uh, to women, um, like seeing a picture of George Washington as, like, I guess, Georgina Washington... I guess um, so. I have no idea why. There's a beard hair in my microphone. Yes. <laughs> okay. That that's the patriarchy. Way um, more likely. <laughs> that's the best evidence of the patriarchy that I've ever. Yes. Like that I've even come close to. Right. Hearing. Right. Or feeling. Ugh. In the microphone. That's what happens when you record after apology or radio. You just yep. like pluck beard hairs out mm-hmm. of the microphone. Anyway, um, for some reason. Pretending that famous men in history were women is empowering art. And so now this did like a quick little expose. Well, here's how we know that. She said it. Yes. <laughs> um, she said that it increases the, the historical female presence by right. turning... By painting men as women. Right. I am not sure. I I don't feel empowered thinking about George Washington being a woman. No. Um, I feel kind of weird about that because he was a dude, and I don't have a problem with George Washington being a dude. I don't know what he was thinking or meant. (laughs) Only just what he said. That's all I know. I mean, he said he was a dude. (laughs) Right. And I think he was a dude. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Because if you say you're a dude, then you're a dude, right? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> no one knows anymore. Um, and so, anyway, I just thought this is like such a great picture of what feminism is. It's it's right. it's, it's nonsensical. This doesn't it doesn't make sense uh, to pretend that men in history who changed the course of history were women. That doesn't empower women. Because here's a fact. Here's a fact for you. There are some really cool women in history. Seriously. Like, really great human beings who were females right. who did some really cool things. Now, if you... I can understand how uh, maybe talking about some of those would maybe inspire women. Like, oh, right. she was a chick and she did X. That's cool. And, and appreciate... If we want to, like, empower women, why don't we appreciate, like, what women have done? Right. Why is that not enough why do we have to pretend that men well because they weren't the leaders of our country they weren't there have been plenty of female leaders in history uh number one uh so i don't really i I, I not the president though this girl's on fire um anyway and it would be yeah it would be different if she i mean I'm watching her paint. She doesn't look like a horrible artist. Um, yeah, she makes some she's, cool she makes art. Some really cool like, stuff. You go, girl. She has like some cool face paint. Yeah. On. Um, I disagree with her fundamentally on 
pretty much everything she says. Pretty much all of it. Um, but ultimately, our thing would be that we don't changing history to look more female. First of all, is not even technically what feminists say they're about. Like, are they changing women into males? Right. Because it's supposed to be about equality. Right. Um, you don't have to be a female pretending to be a dude to be right. a worthwhile female. Right. So, this is, I <laughs> guess, exploring weird, like, gender reversal, weird feminist issues. Right. I don't know that there's, like, a sexuality aspect to it, but if it's intersectional feminism, maybe... <laughs> I, did I tell you that um, someone the other day, they chose or were thinking about not listening to our show because we're not intersectional, intersectional, comma, we aren't colored or disabled. So, like, someone actually chose not to listen to our show because right. we don't fall into either of those categories. I actually don't have commentary on that because I'm still so shocked that that's the thing. Well, how do they know that we're not disabled? Well, I think because their I mean, friend told them. Okay. But we're, I just think there's a lot of, like, assumption there. Can um, you believe that? And now? it's just totally feelings-based. And they it's totally bought into the argument. Because we weren't colored or disabled. I have never thought I'm not going to listen to that person because they're not colored or disabled. I've never thought that. It's really I, or it's I've weird. never not listened to someone because they were colored or disabled. Right. I don't like that word. I don't know. I, know. I don't think that's the right word, but that's the word they used. Not right. my word. Um, right. <laughs> I'm gonna jump away. I from personally that. don't think it has anything to do with what a person's right. like a person's ability to. I'm not really truth. right. I'm not really concerned about the uh, color of your skin. I'm rather concerned about the content of your character. But right. anyway. Um. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, Joy, I hope you have the best vacation ever. And um, if you drink some water, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Um, I agree with that. I would love that. You can support us on Patreon for like six bucks a month. Right. And that will keep the lights on here. And we really appreciate it. We are getting closer to our goal. So help us with that we're almost right, there because not all of you have stopped listening and some <laughs> of you still appreciate what we have to say and uh, we episode. hope i mean there reason there's a reason why we do this show and yeah. and you know what to encourage people and i'm sorry but like if you can't i can't stop making jokes I she can't, can't do she it she actually can't stop <laughs> making jokes um, and I don't want to make it sound like um, we definitely don't have a victim mentality. No, I want you guys to know that the encouraging messages and emails that we get um, regularly bring many emotions to my black, right. black heart. Well, and that's what Patreon reminded me of, is that we appreciate those of you that understand what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we appreciate those of you that take us based off of what we say and not what right. you think we're saying. Right. Um, and just the fact that, you know, <laughs> I still act surprised. We have we have almost half a million downloads. That's amazing. Since we started in October. It's right. been less than a year. Not even a year. And yet. I'm still surprised when I find out, like, strangers I don't know listen. Even right. though, obviously, strangers I don't know listen. Right. But it still makes me go, oh, my God. Like, feel so warm and fuzzy. Right. Um, 
that people listen and they care and the um the emails that we get just saying you know thank you so much for this topic and this really encouraged me or this really challenged me um they mean a lot they mean a lot right. a lot a lot a lot they do yeah. a lot so i'll Especially respond because we do see we see a lot of the negative stuff too <laughs> that, yeah we see a lot of negative stuff um, um so it makes which doesn't it's not like it's destroying us. No, it doesn't deter me at all. Um, yeah. Because the, it is nice to to look at... The fact that we encourage anybody. If right. I encouraged one person, that would be enough for me. Right. Um, and so I'll respond to those emails and say, thank you so much for the encouragement. And that might sound uh, trite. I do the same thing. But I, I, I don't like, mean it trite, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I really, like, I'm genuinely... Like, a generic thing, but I... Yeah. I don't know what else to say other than, like, think, like literally, thank you so much. Right. Um... But it's just, it's nice to hear, and it's encouraging. So anyway, you guys, hit us up on patreon.com slash geologians. Uh, check out the website. It's under construction. We've changed some things up. And let us know if you like it, or if you don't, you can also tell us. That's the whole point of this episode, right? Anyway. Um. <laughs> I don't even know what. I get a little confused when we talk about, because I feel like the moment you start talking about thought policing, mm-hmm. you like start policing yourself, your, your making own thoughts, sure. Yes. You're not saying the wrong thing. Yes. And that's just, I mean, I we're just human. We're like, yep. please, we're human beings. Yes. We have all the, we have lungs and all brains and hearts. And I'm kind of half thinking have, about traffic right now. Right. Yeah. Like we drive cars. Humdrum. We like <laughs> brush our teeth in the morning. Yep. We're just people. I just want to go home and eat a box <laughs> of junior mints right now. Oh yeah. But traffic. Anyway. All right, you guys. <laughs> We will see you next week. Yeah.